Aren't you glad that you can call on the name of the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. I'm thankful for the Lord we serve, such a mindful God, so precious to us today, and I'm thankful for him. God's been with us, and today I want to, I feel like I'm just speaking to someone trying to, you know, pull them out of the fire. Our, our first 11 o'clock service, I told them at the beginning that these messages would just join hand in hand, and, and, uh, may even seem very similar in the thought and in the message, but uh, friend, we, we, we're too close to the end to give up. We're too close to the end to quit, and uh, we should never, I've said this many times and I, I stand by it, but we should never be defeated by a lesser foe. And any foe that we have is less because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. I don't want to surrender to fears and, and flesh and give up before I hear him say, well done. Amen, amen, amen. I want to endure unto the end. If you have your Bibles, you want to turn to Exodus chapter 5, or 4, rather. No, 5, I'm sorry, Exodus 5. These glasses checked. Exodus 5 and 20. Some things in the service we were at last night uh, brought me to this, to this message. And uh, it just, and then along with what the Lord gave me for this morning, I felt like he was trying to, the Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. And sometimes God will, Tell you one way and then tell you another, but it's the same thing. So I feel like he's going to speak into us today and speak to our lives today. Exodus 5, Moses and Aaron have been standing before Pharaoh. God has sent Moses to lead his people out of Egypt. Things have just not gone quite the way Moses thought they were going to go, I believe. And we find Moses wrestling with his humanity right here. In verse 20, it says, They met Moses and Aaron, the people of Israel, came to Moses and Aaron, who stood in the way as they came forth from Pharaoh. And they said unto them, The Lord look upon you and judge, because you have made our Savior to be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh. And in the eyes of his servants to put a sword in their hand to slay us. They saw Moses and Aaron from another talk with Pharaoh and they were upset with them. Basically telling them, we wish you'd stop interfering with what's going on. And Moses returned unto the Lord and he said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated this people? And why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he hath done evil to this people, and neither hast thou delivered thy people at all. I want to preach for a few moments on this thought. It's only the end 
of a chapter, not the book. Praise God. It's only the end of a chapter, not the book. Let's pray together. Precious Lord, we love you so much, and we thank you that you are writing our story. And Lord, today, let us hear what the Spirit would say to the church. Speak to your people and encourage. Do what only you can do. Lord, we ask this in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Now give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Come on, lift your voice. Hallelujah. Oh, go ahead and get loud for just a moment. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, honey, it ain't the end. It's not the end of you. It's not the end of your story. It might be the end of the chapter, but it ain't the end of the book, darling. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Before you're seated, tell your neighbor it's not the end. You can be seated in Jesus' name. Everybody looking online, it's not the end. It's not the end. Praise God. Now, I know that many of us have felt like Moses feels in this text. Man, since I started praying, it's got worse. When I walked away from that old life, it got hard. When I started trying to serve God, man, I came under attack. I mean, there ain't nothing going right that I can tell. I am fighting on every hand. It seems like I'm running into a brick wall every time I turn around. It feels like I can't take you know, one step forward and two steps back. Man, what's going on? Moses was so frustrated. He said, God, you have not delivered your people at all. I ain't seen nothing. But that's not true because there had been several miracles already prior to this. I mean, talking to a burning bush, pretty big deal uh, for God to speak to you out of a burning bush and give you your orders. But, but you know, we, we read this, you know, we're, we're reading through here and we see Moses frustrated and aggravated and we, we kind of want to rebuke Moses. You know, saying, well, hey, don't you remember what God told you up on that mountain when he spoke to you out of that bush? I've seen the affliction of my people and I'm coming down to deliver them and and I'm going to get them out of that place and out of those chains. Don't, don't you remember that, Moses? Don't you uh, remember the, all the miracles already? The things that he's done already, the signs and wonders, and Israel's already been protected and separated from all that. And See, I think because we've already read the Bible, and I think that we think that maybe Moses has already read the Bible, and we think Moses has already been through the Exodus and the Red Sea, but he hadn't. Moses, just like you and I, is right in the middle and at the end of a chapter in his life. He has not experienced the Exodus yet. He has not even experienced the Passover yet. He has not seen the water roll back on both sides yet. He is in the middle of his life, and it feels like it's the end of the book. 
Lord, not only is Pharaoh done with us, but the people are done with us. And why did you call me here? I haven't seen you do anything at all. It's only getting worse. It's because sometimes we believe that when God does promise, if it doesn't come in our time or in our way, that we begin to wonder, why did you call me at all? And we forget that God has promised. And we forget that God has worked miracles. And then we cry to God, just like Moses did, saying, what's the deal? What's happening here? I'm your child. I believe in you. I know you died for me. I know I, you filled me with the Holy Ghost. All these things, and, and now I'm, I'm getting pummeled. I don't think I've ever said that word. You know, I'm praying, I'm trusting, I'm serving, I'm, I'm doing all I can to keep myself on the straight and narrow, and it's just getting worse. It just doesn't seem to be getting any better. And what makes it feel worse is the absence of the answer. Because in the answer, we find our hope. The Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And when the heart gets sick, it feels like life gets sick because out of the, issue, out of the heart are all the issues of life. But see, like I said in our first service, when you start trusting God, a change happens inside of you. I want to remind you today that God is faithful. I want you to remember all that God's done and that he is faithful who has promised. Here's a little writing from Moses years later in Deuteronomy 7 and 9. He said, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God. He's God. The Lord, your Lord, the Lord thy God, he's God. He's God. He's not your teacher. He's not your president. He's not your mayor. He's not your spouse. He's God. God that cannot lie. God that never fails. It says he is the faithful God. And he keeps covenant. When he makes a promise or a covenant and mercy he keeps it with them that love him, keep his commandments to a thousand generations. You ain't serving God in vain, honey. He said, when you love me and keep my commandments and, and serve me, I'm going to keep my promises. I'm sorry, I can't give you a tracking number on them so you can see where they're at. You might be disappointed anyway if you did. I hate tracking numbers. You ever buy something now and you're ready to track it and it says label was created. Two days later, label was created. They, they, them shippers send you that so you get a little hope. And you're like, this thing ain't left the building yet. How's it going to get here But when I need it? Oh, God don't do that. You don't say I created the label just sit there and God makes a promise and he can't lie. God is faithful. Psalm 36 and 5 says, Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reacheth unto the clouds. God's faithful. Paul said in Corinthians that God is faithful by whom you were called. God called you, and God's faithful. To the Hebrews, they wrote, It is impossible for God to lie. 
2 Thessalonians 3 and 3 says, But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. And 2 Timothy 2.13 says, If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. God can just be God, and God's faithful. And whenever you feel like things are falling apart, God's faithful. Whenever you make mistakes, God's faithful. And whenever you feel like giving up, God's still faithful. And whenever you quit, God's still faithful. If we surrender and throw in the towel, it was not because God was ever unfaithful. God is faithful. And this faithful God told Moses, I am going to bring my people out. I've got plans, and if I say it, I'm going to do it. I'm not teasing you. I'm not lying to you. I'm just not done with you. Hello. I said, the Lord's not teasing you. He's not tricking you. He's not lying to you. He's just not done with you yet. He's not done with your story. He's not done with your life. He's not done getting you ready to be offered. He's not finished with what he's got to do for you. See, Moses, Moses is the storyteller, but God is the story writer. You don't just tell your, your own story. You tell the story that God wrote. God's writing the story. Moses is telling the story. You don't, you, you don't uh, write your testimony. You tell it. God orders your steps in his word. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. That's why he writes things like, though we fall, we are not utterly cast down. That no weapon formed against us will prosper. That's how we, we write about the victories that we have because these scriptures work in our life. Whenever we go through things, we feel like, hey, this is it. That's, it's over. Oh, it's not over. It might be the end of the chapter, but it ain't the end of the book. It might look like the end of some things. Brother Reese preached a great message last night and he reminded us about Israel or, or Jacob. And he said, Jacob, in, in Genesis 37, you'll see where Jacob had a son named Joseph. That's the whole way that Israel got into Egypt. But he had a son named Joseph. He said, Joseph was the child of his old age and he loved loved Joseph. And he made Joseph a coat of many colors. Well, Joseph had some dreams. But his dreams kind of put him out of favor with his brothers. He, he had 10 brothers that uh, didn't like little Joseph and his dreams because Joseph had told them, hey, you're going to bow, bow down to me one day. So one day they see Joseph. He's coming to check on them out in the wilderness and they say, here comes that dreamer. And they grab him and they take him and they, they, they take his coat from him. They throw him in a pit. Eventually they sell him off into slavery. But when they go home, they take that coat. That was Joseph's coat. And they tear it to shreds and rip it up and make it look like it's been ripped by claws. And they dip it in goat's blood and they take it to Jacob. They say, can you tell us, is this your son's coat? And as soon as he sees that ripped up, torn up coat, he knows that is my son that I love. I love him. 
Oh, he's the child of my old age, and, and now surely he's devoured, and I will go to my grave mourning because this is the end. Brother Reese preached last night and said, it's just a bloody coat. They came with a lie, but they had a little element of the truth. You see, everyone that wants to deceive you, they're going to have a little element of truth in their life to trick you. And so he thought, this is the end of my child. This is the end of this boy that I love so much, and I'll never see him again, but he does because nine chapters later, he says, now I can just depart in peace because I have seen your face again. It seemed like it was the end of the book, but it was just the end of the chapter. Let me tell you, there's some things that have been torn up in your life, and to you it looks like, well, it's the end. It's the end of the things I love. It's the end of the things that I believe in. It's the end of the promise for me. But it ain't the end. It might be the end of the chapter, but it ain't the end of the book. God's still writing your story. Guess what, Jacob? You might be heartbroken right now, but you'll see that child again. Hey, and you might be heartbroken right now over the loss of a loved one, but you'll see that loved one again someday. And you might be heartbroken over some things that you've lost, but it's not the end of the book. It's just the end of the chapter. God's still writing your story. He that begun a good work in you, he shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And honey, you can be confident of that one thing. Praise God. Woo! We need to treat our lives just like we treat our favorite book. You get, how, how many people like to read? Man, you, you, you don't even realize how many chapters you're reading. You just flip. Boy, it's so good. I can't wait to get the next chapter. Wait to get the next chapter. But it's like when things go wrong in our walk with God, oh, that's the end. It's over. God's done with me. It's just getting worse. It's just the end of the chapter. You ever read in one of your favorite books, you're like, well, I hope things get better in the next chapter. Maybe your favorite character, somebody in there, you're like, oh, man, how are they going to get out of this? Well, go to the next chapter. You'll find out. Don't stop before the end of your story or you'll never know how it turns out. Let me tell you, you don't want an alternate ending. Come on, somebody. You don't want an alternate ending because God's got plans for you. But if you quit trusting him, if you quit believing in him, it's going to write an alternate ending for your story. The Bible says it's not the Lord's will that any perish, but some's going to perish. I ain't giving up on God. I'm still here. Somebody else say, I'm still here. It's just the end of my chapter. It's not the end of my book. It's not over yet. God's not done with me yet. Think about Joseph, the dreamer. Had those great dreams from God. God did not tell him. I wonder what he thought about his dreams when he, his brothers grabbed him and threw him in that pit. You know, he sported that coat around. He probably liked that. It reminded him of how much his father loved him and wonder what he felt like when they yanked it off of him. You know, you can lose some things in this life, but it don't mean you lose the father's love. I wonder what he thought when they carted him off into Egypt. I wonder what he thought when that woman lied on him and they threw him in the dungeon. I wonder what he was thinking when 
that butler and baker just forgot about him and left him there until one day God said, all right, let's get him out of there. Make haste and bring him before me. You know, before your promotion, Joseph, there's going to be a pit, a prison, some deception, some lies. There's going to be some trouble before you get to the end of your story. Daniel was beloved of God, but before he got promoted, he had to go into a den of lions. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood up and worshiped God and said, for, for standing up and worship, we got through in a fiery furnace. It wasn't the end of their story. There was still promotion coming. David with the anointing oil still fresh on his head. Hey, David, let me remind you, before you're king, there's going to be a giant. And the sitting king is going to be trying to kill you. You're going to be chased and wandering. You're going to be living in caves and hiding out like a vagabond. And there's going to be betrayal in your own household before you finally get to sit on that throne like you want. And all those things could have been a stopping point if you believe that that's the end of your story. But it's not. It's just the end of the chapter. You've got to remember today that God is writing your story. When Moses didn't know, or what Moses didn't know, is what we read. And seven chapters after God, or Moses lifts his voice in despair and complaint to God, that exodus happens. In seven chapters, seven, God's number, God said, look, you just got to let me complete the thing. I know, it's, I know. hey, what do you think? He, he's your enemy, Moses. He's going to make stuff tough on you. It's not going to be all a bed of roses and, and them guys making bricks in the heat. Yeah, they're not happy either. But that's all going to end. But see, we already know that because we've read the book. You know, anybody ever heard that scripture I read today in Sunday school? No, we just hear about the Exodus. We teach how God brought the children out of Egypt. We, we see the, the signs, the wonders, the miracles, the parting of the Red Sea, but you never hear about Moses going, hey, what's happening, man? <laughs> this ain't the way, this ain't what I signed up for. We don't hear about that part. So in our minds, this already settled. Hey, Moses, chill out. You're going to get there. But he don't know that yet. Just like you don't know it yet, but it's coming. The Lord sees the beginning, the end, the end from the beginning. God knows all about it. God's writing your story. You're going to be all right. Amen. The man that was so cruel to Israel and, and to God's people, he was the one saying, get out of here and go. The people that they were slaves to were loading them down with gold and jewels and everything they needed. They spoiled the Egyptians and rode on out. 600,000 rode out in the Exodus, just seven chapters later. But if you stop at the end of a bad chapter, you never find out what happens at the end of the book. Listen, God will do a complete work in you. He will finish your story. Israel had the blood covering them and protecting them. It was a token. God said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you and, and, I, and you won't be destroyed. And hey, the blood's on us. We've been purchased by the blood, the blood of the spotless lamb of God. Blood has been applied to this house. We belong to God and he did not save us 
so we could be destroyed. Psalm 56 and 13, the psalmist said, For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Will you not deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? He said, you, you saved me from sin. Are you going to just let me be beat up and walked on and whooped and, and be a failure the rest of my life? No. But he's going to deliver you and keep you so that you can keep going. That's why I said in our first service that they that trust in the Lord will be like Mount Zion. They that trust shall be. And he said they'll be like Mount Zion that cannot be removed but abideth forever. When you start trusting God, you're going to see the end of your story. God told the apostle Paul, said, be of good cheer, Paul. Because just like you testified about me in Jerusalem, you're going to do the same thing in Rome. Hey, Lord, you left out that shipwreck. You left out I'd be a prisoner and they'd want to kill me. You left out that snake biting. But Paul made it to Rome, just like he said. Those things that happened to Paul were simply chapters in his story. They were not the book, not the end of the book. It was a time that Jesus told his disciples, let us go over to the other side of the lake. But between shores, it came the storm that caused his disciples, the closest people in his life, to look at the Lord and say, don't you care that we perish? But God didn't call you out to die in the storm. He said, let us go over to the other side. Hey, buds, this is just the end of the chapter. It ain't the end of the book. There's going to be a little storm in these pages of your life. There's going to be some troubles and trials in the pages of your life, but that's not the end of you. That's not the end. There's going to be some heartaches and failure. There's going to be some slip-ups and mistakes, but that's not the end of you. There's going to be some things that seem very unfair that happen. You'll be like, I don't understand what's going on. I'm doing my best to live for you. But God never said we wouldn't have trouble. In fact, he told us, in the world you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer. There's got to be something that makes me happy because what it is is he says, I want my people to know you will make it through. You will not be an unfinished book. You will not be an unfinished story. It will not go untold. There'll be a testimony because in heaven, John saw, and he said, who are these people? He said, they're the ones that washed their robes white in the blood of the lamb, and they have overcome by his blood and by the word of their testimony. Ain't no incomplete testimonies in heaven. <laughs> Come on, How'd you get here? I don't really know. Oh, we're going to tell it. Uh, we're going to tell the story. The old song said, how we overcome. We'll understand it better by and by, but right now, we're just going to trust God and get through it. Amen? God, remember, God didn't call you out. He didn't call you into this wonderful life of living for him just so you could be destroyed. He will never leave you and never forsake you. He's going to do what he said he would do. Why don't you stand with me this morning? I know that, I know, I know, I know it in the natural. It don't even have to be the Lord telling me because I know things that people are going through. I'm a pastor. I'm supposed to know. I know 
what you've faced. I know what you've lost. I know your heart's broke. I know that things seem like they're on delay. Maybe even you feel like they've been denied. But I'm telling you, as your pastor standing up on that wall, I see it differently than you do. And I see God writing your story. And, and I wish I could just give you my confidence, but I can't. But I promise you, if you will trust God, you're going to make it. I want, I want you to, to close your eyes and then tilt your head up toward the ceiling. I, want you to, I don't want you hanging your head down. I want you to just shut your eyes for a minute, and I want you to listen to me. I want you to listen to what I'm fixing to read, a very familiar scripture. The Lord speaking to the prophet said, for I know, I want you to listen to God's tongue. I want you to just hear God speaking to you right now, to you right now. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Toward you, toward you, toward you. Oh, he knows the thoughts that he thinks toward the preachers and he knows the thoughts that he thinks toward all the holy people and all the righteous people and all the people that's gathered together. He said, no, I know the thoughts I think toward you. To the broken down, to the, the cast down, to the prisoner, to the heartbroken, to the depressed, to the stressed, to the one that feels like a failure. He said, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Now I want you to open your eyes and, and I want you to turn around and point at your neighbor and say he's talking about you. It's only the end of the chapter. It ain't the end of the book. The Lord said, I know what I think about you. Thoughts of peace and not evil. Now, if you hadn't seen that peace yet, please don't give up because it's coming. Because he said it was. To give you an expected end. Let God decide how it ends. Don't you end it. Let God decide how it ends. You hear me? We're so quick to just end things. And it usually never goes well. I've watched people end their walk with God. They're not doing good right now. Let God end it. Because I've got an expected end. I've got some expectations. Things that I know I want to give you things I think about you. Let me end it. And the writer in Hebrews said, in Hebrews 10 and 23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. You can hold on to what God says because he's faithful. And that zeal and that fire and that determination you had at the beginning, you hold on to it. Yeah, but I don't really feel like I did at the beginning. That's all right, you will again. You're going to feel that fire, that passion. You're going to feel it again. Because this ain't the end of the book. 
It's just the end of the chapter. It's just one line in the story. God's not done writing yet. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. We walk by faith. We live by faith. That means he's the author and finisher of our life. It feels over. I know. I believe you. I believe you. I promise you, I am not trying to diminish or belittle anything that anybody goes through. I'm just trying to help you see that you're not alone, that we're all going through it. And the option is there to just quit. But for us, there is no option, is there? I've got to see what God's going to do. I've got to see the end of it. I've got to remember that God's writing my story. I'm just going to be the one to tell it. While he's playing this morning, I want to invite you to come and find a place to pray in this altar. And I want you to come and pray with confidence that God's not done with you. I want you to come and find a place and say, Lord, let's turn the page. This chapter has been rough, but let's turn the page. Let God begin to write some new things. He's going to start writing some stories of victory. He's going to start writing some stories of you overcoming, of healing, of deliverance, of provision, of blessing. God's not done. He's not going to stop with, oh, it's been bad. It's been rough. I've been suffering, but he's about to write some good stuff in there. Some peace, some comfort, some joy, some happiness. Hallelujah. It's not the end of the book, children. It's just the end of the chapter. Let's pray and ask the Lord to touch us today.
stop praying don't stop praying I'm just going to ask you find somebody the Lord the Holy Ghost still moving in this room and if you have to go you can be dismissed but if not find somebody and pray with them for just a moment they'll speak a word and encourage them let them know it ain't over for you yet God's still working in your life God's still doing a miracle God's still able let's take a few more minutes and just minister to one another brothers and sisters loving on each other come on praying for one another, having faith for one another.
Oh, really? 